this is the time to really figure out for these new services, what's your client journey going to look like for that new service, especially as this may become something that's permanent. So the client journey is you mapping out every single step that the client is going to have to take to work with you. How should we pivot for client experience during COVID-19? Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Natalie and I would like to welcome our new sponsor, Article. Article is an online-only furniture company inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. For more, go to wingnut.article.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Metallica Powell. And I am joined by Natalie Ann Graff, the soulless ginger, the nag... That's me. Hello. See, see what I did there? Nag. I did. I did. I did. You know, it's so apropos, so appropriate. Well, you know. Natalie, there's nothing like listening to Metallica to pregame for the podcast. I love them. Well, something about the Amish that might surprise you. I really like Metallica and Def Leppard. And that's I know. What I think I li- we have talked we about did. this before. I listened to that in high school. I didn't. I was such a goody-goody in high school. Oh, I only well. listened to Sandy Patty and Amy Grant. Oh, well, that sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> You know how we go back and forth about how little Debbie cakes and this and that and and, and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Well, why do you have to say in all that good stuff? Why is that a qualifier with you? You know, you can you can use your words. Oh, I like all that good stuff. It's use your just, words. It's just like it just lumps everything together. It makes it so much easier. For mm-hmm. me. But your words are important. You must be heard. <laughs> You don't have to say all that well, good stuff. I would like everybody to know that I am damned if I do and damned if I don't. And so let me elaborate why. Oh, please. Yes. Here we go. So we all know Darla likes sweets and she is a sweetsaholic. Well, my mom hooked us up at the fire station, brought us some cupcakes and she brought us quite a few. And of course, there's only four of us at the fire station. So we didn't go through them all. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to take some to Abby, our daughter. And I was like, should I take one to Darla? Should I not take one to Darla? So what did I do? I bring one to Darla. And what does Darla (laughs) say? Oh, I really didn't need that cupcake. Why do I have to have that cupcake? And I said, you know, if I would not have brought you that cupcake and only taken a cupcake to Abby, then I would have gotten in trouble for, well, where's my cupcake? So, you know, you're damn, not wrong. Damned if I do. Yeah. Damned if I don't. <laughs> you're not wrong. I know. Insider information, people. <laughs> I admit it. You're not wrong. Natalie, we're still in the midst of the pandemic of the COVID-19, although there is a little bit. Of light at the tunnel, although I am like. Of I, light. Here, Amish speak with your own language. Light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, yes. Light at the end of the tunnel. Not light of the tunnel. <laughs> light of the tunnel. You know. I'm tired. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> Find a new co-host? I don't know. I tell you what I really am tired of. Darla at wingnutsocial.com. Email me if you're interested. Uh-huh. I'm really tired of not being able to go fishing. Yeah, me too, because you know how much I love doing that. I just think you want me out of the house. What? No. I'm <laughs> just saying. No. Where would you ever get that idea? What's the weather like tomorrow for the boat? Okay, Natalie, let's get into today's show. Okay, so we still are in the pandemic, and it's not business as usual. Everybody's pivoting. So far, knock on wood, 
We're doing pretty well here at DPIN Wingnut. Not a little bit of pivoting, but uh, not a whole hell of a lot. I think we've managed. Actually, to... I disagree with you, darling. We're holding water. Oh, well, on the DPI side, oh, yes. Yeah. On the interior design side, there is an extreme amount of pivoting that not, comes with that, but not so much on the wingnut side. Right. The wingnut side is business as usual, kind of, kind of, kind we, of. Yeah, we have. We have adjusted our copy to be more empathetic and sympathetic to the situation. We're not being glib. We're not just saying, here, here's our client enjoying a nice meal at a restaurant because common sense. But on the DPI side, yeah, everything's pretty much virtual now. Gloves and masks. But there, like I said, there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. I think that um, they're going to start incorporating some back-to-business phases, steps, social distancing. And that, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love staying holed up in my house, but even I'm getting sick of this. So, Natalie, let's talk a little bit about the client experience and how we're having to pivot on the DPI side. You know, because we are... Not a high, high-end interior design firm, but our service that we do provide to clients is a full, we do it for you, you don't have to lift a finger. So that's kind of changed a bit in this whole COVID-19 pandemic. Today's guest, Ashley Uhl, is going to help us to the best of our ability with the limitations that we have doing everything virtual here regarding the client experience for design times and how we can do that to, like I said, the best of our ability given the current circumstances. So let me tell you guys a little bit more about today's guest. Ashley Uhl exclusively focuses on working with interior designers and decorators. Ashley's knowledge and expertise in client experience comes from years of working with high net worth individuals at wealth management firm Morgan Stanley. Formal training and work in human relations, sales, and presentations at top professional development company Dale Carnegie and from years of gleaning knowledge from five-star establishments she visited during international travel. Ashley now shows designers how to confidently lead clients through the design process by teaching them a repeatable, systematic approach to delivering an exceptional client experience, one that results in higher fees, increased efficiency, and outstanding client loyalty. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Ashley Wool to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Ashley Wool. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am very good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for for putting up with our technical difficulties and our delay. Please stand by. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. The day before it was Ashley, and now today it's our fault. She just threw you under the bus. The day before it was Ashley. She made clearly. I made clear that I did not want (laughs) to to take blame for all of that. That's okay. We're all in this together, right? In these times, we have to all blame each other, right? (laughs) Exactly. Is that how that saying goes? That's how it goes. We're just blaming each other. It's going to be a continuous circle of no, she did it. No, she did it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ashley, we were telling the listeners a little bit about you and what you do, and today we're talking about the client experience, right? We have a lot of listeners that are into the full service, 100% done-for-you luxury stuff, and they're having to pivot. And we're talking about the client experience and and how should we set up our expectations with our interior design clients, you know, when we're doing – tours and and designing from Zoom. (laughs) So we are definitely interested to hear your take and how you recommend that we pivot right now to keep our business a success. So let's dive in a little bit. Let's talk about where you're coming from and what you're finding with your clients on how they're how they're adjusting to this COVID-19 situation to still provide that luxury experience or 
are we even just putting that saying, hey, listen, it's not going to be your usual run-of-the-mill experience with me. We're putting that on hold, but here's the best I can do for now. Yeah, so definitely the latter. Right now, perfect is not what anyone is wanting. Of course, no one's going to be getting that. Everything that we're navigating is completely new right now, and that's okay. You don't want to put on this sort of shield of perfection for clients because it's going to be nearly impossible to deliver upon that. And you never want to be giving this expectation that we've perfectly kind of transferred everything to virtual. You want to be open and honest about everything with your client. You, of course, want to do as much as possible to make this a seamless transition, but setting those expectations of we are experiencing some technical difficulties with some of our (laughs) clients, right? Everyone is. And even if you've used Zoom before or another platform, because there are so many people using these different platforms right now, they're experiencing a lot more issues and challenges and stuff like that. So you don't want to be perfect. You don't want to give that sort of facade right now. You want to be very, very open and honest and have those conversations about these are the kinds of things that we can expect going forward. But on the other hand, other than, you know, there are going to be these sort of hiccups, you do want to work really hard to try and make things seamless and stress-free whenever possible. So, you know, if you are continuing work with a client that you've already had, and let's say you're going to do your design presentation on Zoom, you've never done this, and the client has maybe limited usage, you can take a video of yourself walking through, okay, this is how you're going to turn it on, this is where the password, all of this stuff, and you can send this sort of pre-recorded video to the client so they can watch it before so that, you know, everything is, is just as easy as possible. You're trying to put yourself in their shoes and do whatever it takes to make things low stress, very low challenge. We all have enough stress right now. So just trying to put yourself from their perspective, what do they need to work with you easily at this point in time? So how are you recommending for designers to talk to clients? Let's say they signed up five months ago and they signed up for the whole enchilada and now they're having to do some of their own legwork. Like we had some clients that signed up for our full service interior designer. We're like, hey, about that sofa measurement, can you mind... (laughs) <laughs> measuring it for us and, and uploading it to your my uh, my Doma studio or your design studio. And, you know, they've paid for full service. They're not somebody who should be doing that for themselves. So how do, how do we, that gets a little tricky, right? I mean, if they were to bitch about it, I would say, okay, you're, you shouldn't be. Hello, we're in a pandemic, but you can see my point. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. And so this is definitely a challenge as so many things are having to go to people who weren't intended, right? Where now parents are becoming teachers and the customers <laughs> measuring things and things like that. So I would recommend doing it one of two ways. I love to give clients options. So you can say, do you want to put this on hold for now? And once we can come over, would you prefer that to wait? Or do you want to do this yourself? And if they choose that they want to do this themselves, then you can, again, do a pre-recorded video to send to them to show them how they should be doing this exactly. Or you can have a video conference where in real time you're showing them, okay, now you want to put this here, you know, and pull it here and all of that stuff. It could be challenging. Right. It's kind of like trying to teach a toddler how to tie their shoe. (laughs) Right. So you're like, oh gosh, okay. No, not that way. Don't do that. You know, so it can be a bit of a challenge, but this is what we're all 
in the middle of. We're just kind of navigating all of these new normal things. But it's not just maybe for now. Some people are going to create these sort of temporary policies and procedures that may end up becoming permanent because clients realize, hey, this isn't actually half bad. I can do this. And some will realize, okay, I don't want to do this. I want you to come over and do all of this, right? So this is a time to learn new skills, learn how to work with clients in new ways. And maybe you realize and the clients realize they actually prefer this and then you keep it on. So it's definitely a good time to work these things out. Now, for these changes that we're going to make, maybe because of the pandemic, and if we go ahead and adopt them, that would be great. But how do we inform our clients? Do you suggest a phone call, an email, or maybe both? When it comes to anything that's new and possibly challenging, I would definitely recommend at least a phone call, if not a video conference. Again, you can kind of ask people, you know, we want to talk to you live. So would you prefer a video call or a phone call? And then also let them know that they don't have to make sure and take rigorous notes on every single thing that you say, because you're also going to send them a briefing on everything that you said via email. So that way you can talk to them. They're not worried about catching every single thing, especially as this can be overwhelming if you're talking about measurements and all of that stuff. And then you follow it up with that email, giving them very clear step-by-step bulleted points of what you discussed. And how flexible should we be with our clients? Should we allow them to talk to us over the weekend? Should we try to be a little flexible with our hours, text messaging? I mean, how rigid should we stay to the rules that maybe we had pre-pandemic? Right. It's, you know, what you feel comfortable with. If you don't want to get into this texting zone with clients, I would say, especially for texting, that's a slippery slope. So, you know, I would really be careful about that. I usually tell designers not to text. Now, some still like it and they go about it, but I think texting is very much a slippery slope. Now, the hours, that I think you can give a little bit more leeway on, but also give an end date to it, right? So it's like, you know, for the time being until June 30th, we are going to have weekend hours, but then you make up those weekend hours. If it's Saturday from 9 to 12 a.m., then you stick with that. You know, you don't want it to be like anytime Saturday and Sunday. Well, that's not fair to you. Right. I think you still have to set up those boundaries just to stay sane and to keep them under control when this all goes back to normal. Right, right. You know, you don't want to set up a bad precedent. They have to understand, okay, listen, this is exceptional. Ashley, before you were talking about, okay, some of these changes, Natalie and I, we haven't really put policies on paper to clients in place. We've been kind of playing it by ear because this is the first time we ever go through something like this. And I I don't want to be stuck to something if it turns out I don't like it. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So I would say it is a lot of time, especially for designers. Now, if you're Target, you can't really do that, Mm. right? But as a designer, you know, maybe you have four or five projects going on right now. Mm. You can take things on a case-by-case basis. Now, you may want to write down your policies for yourself and give yourself somewhat of a framework where it's like, you know, you do want to just work on Saturdays in the morning or, you know, something like that or 
this is how our contract is going. So we're not going to be able to refund anybody if they don't want to continue with their product. You know, some Mm -hmm. general guidelines for yourself. You don't have to share everything with clients, but you do still want to give yourself somewhat of a framework, but you definitely don't have to be as rigid as a corporation is. That's not going to really make sense. And like you said, if it doesn't work for you and it's not working for your clients, then there's no reason to stick 100% to something that you realize, okay, this isn't actually working for us right now. I do also love how you put the ball in the client's court. So I realize you spent a bajillion dollars for this high-end luxury design service, and we are happy to continue this when this is all said and done. But in the meantime, are you open to A, B, C, and D? Right. And if they say yes, then okay, that's that's that would be a relief right. either way, because I'd be happy either way, continuing working virtually or waiting until it all clears. And they're not saying, you know what, forget it. I want my money back. You right. put It's a positive spin, I think, on it. Exactly. Yeah. And then when clients are involved in making decisions, they don't have anything to fight against. You know, they were involved in that. And so it's like they can't blame anybody because they chose that. It it definitely puts it, like you said, a positive spin. And you're having a disagreement with a client. I always say you want to list what you can do. You don't want to be saying, I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. You want to talk about what you do do. And, you know, (laughs) you just, that's what you're focusing on. I'm sorry that unfortunately we're not able to offer this. But what I can offer is this. So you're focusing more on what is possible rather than what you're absolutely not going to allow at this time. As a designer, whether you charge hourly or a flat rate, do you think now would be the time to change that up if it needed to be changed? I guess it depends on the designer too, right? That's again, kind of a case by case is it's just per project. Does it make sense to go along hourly? I think it could be very hard. If you've started this flat fee and now you're trying to convert it in to hours and what does the client you know, want to do? Are they wanting to start again in a few months? And we don't know when this is even going to end. It's just going to have to be something that each designer is going to have to decide on that project and with that client. It's kind of a joint decision how everybody's moving forward with their fees. Okay. So on that note, let's talk about the pipeline. Let's talk about new clients. Now, it's not the same for everybody, but notoriously in the interior design industry, we're coming into summer. Yeah. And that's always kind of a very boring time for us for pipeline and new leads. And so now trying to build that pipeline, not only do you have the projection of the slow summer, but you have, okay, we can't go in anyone's house, or at least we shouldn't really be. So what are you recommending for designers to put out there as far as services, as far as products to get those new leads and to get those new clients? That is the major struggle right now. What I am telling them is, and I just was listening to your episode with Kelly Campbell, it is right now kind of expecting that it's just going to be rough for at least another month or so. We don't really know Mm -hmm. the timeline, but to try and reach out to clients like you are, you know, on social media, providing a lot of resources and videos on things that you can do. And you start to build the connections now so that as things continue to go along, you know, some states are already opening up a little bit. I'm in St. Louis. We're still on lockdown at least until mid-May. And that's just until further notice. So in mid-May, they may extend it again, whereas on the East Coast, it's opening up a little bit. So, you know, some clients are going to feel differently and are going to be able to work with you and wanting to work with you. So what I say is, 
put your services up now on your website. I wouldn't overly talk about them too much in your blog post or in your social media as you do want to be very sensitive right now to exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it, there's nothing wrong with putting that service out there, right? It's not offensive to say, okay, you know, I'm going to put this on my website and I'm going to figure out how I'm going to work with this. So this is the time to really figure out for these new services, what's your client journey going to look like for that new service, especially as this may become something that's permanent. So the client journey is you mapping out every single step that the client is going to have to take to work with you. So it's really even before they contact you, You want to think about, you know, okay, they're going on my social media and so maybe they find me on Facebook and then they click on the link and then now it sends them to my website. And then when they get to my website, what do they have to go to? Okay, now I have a services um, spot on my navigation bar and then they're picking that they want e-design and then they're looking through that page and what questions are being answered. And the questions that you want to be listing now are different than they were a few months ago where it's, do you offer hours that are outside of normal working hours? Are you only working with companies that have contactless delivery? You know, things like this. These are the kinds of questions that people are going to be having. And so you want to be mapping out that. And so then if they're going to purchase, you know, what does that purchasing look like? What emails are they getting? All of that. This is the time where you want to be really, really focusing on mapping out this journey so that when people are moving from the beginning of this funnel to the end of the sales funnel, this is a seamless process for them. So they're not thinking, oh, maybe this is too early. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Really take the time to figure out this new normal for even you. If you know, you'd, you've never offered this service, there's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong. If you can control it, you want to make sure that you are controlling it and preventing as many issues as possible. Right. And as far as building that funnel, in in worst case scenario, say you don't have smaller packages to sell right now that you can do virtually and you are a design build firm and that's really all all that you do. Our stance here at the agency and also Kelly Campbell iterated it on her episode, which you mentioned, was doubling down on the marketing, but giving 100% give, 100% being a resource and give the warm fuzzies. So when this all does blow over, they have gone through those several steps in the funnel so that by the time they're ready to hire, hopefully they're ripe when this is over. Natalie Andrea. Yes, Starla Jethro Powell. Our sponsor, Article.com, the online-only furniture company, is pretty sweet. Tell me about it. They ship like speed of light, man. Boom. It's there. <laughs> well, you know, two weeks shipping or less because 80% of their items are usually in their catalog and in stock. That's like insane. You know what I love about them? I love that their items are gorgeous. The price point is really good. This customer service is terrific. And you know that they have designers on staff to actually help you with your selections, like real certified interior designers who are going to know what it is you're looking for, who can speak what you speak. Hey, that's pretty impressive. So get on over there. Check them out at wingnut.article.com. That's wingnut.article.com. There's a lot of design firms, a lot of smaller design firms that might not see this through financially, and they don't have the luxury to wait until this all blows over to get that new build or to get that remodel. They are really relying on selling some of the smaller things that they can do virtually. Have have you seen any... 
the lack of a better word, I guess, packages or smaller services that have done well in this? It's a little too soon to say, but I'm just picking your brain. Sure. Yes. So like you said, it is a little bit too soon to tell what's doing well and what's not. I think a lot of the things that we're seeing that are doing well are things like grocery deliveries and all of that stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Whiskey delivery. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. But with interior design, some of the things that I've been recommending my clients and readers to do is to do small things. Like if you want to be coaching somebody through designing their own space, maybe it's a project that they haven't finished and This is the time where, you know, maybe they don't have kids at home and they want to focus on something and they don't really need a lot of materials. Maybe they literally still have the paint in their basement and, but something caused them to stop or they're stuck or, you know, you can do small things like that where it's the services pick up where you left off and you're coaching people through these projects. Oh, I don't know. This, does this color look right? Does, you know, with the cabinets, these small things can be very helpful for people when you're really working on this together and getting through this together while also being boxed in by their parameters if nobody can go anywhere. So do services right now, especially where people can finish these projects without really leaving their home. Even if you're doing this as a free service and you're showing somebody else, oh, this is what I'm doing in my home. I recommend you doing this the same, right? And you're kind of trying to do this just as a joint thing in social media, you really want to be focusing on things that need almost zero materials that need to be brought in because it, it, then it's just kind of can become controversial. Everyone's different about this, how they're handling it and what they think about it. So yeah, focus on small wins, small projects that you can coach people through all of that kind of stuff. I love that. I think that's brilliant. The coaching aspect or or the consulting aspect, as I would tend to think about it on the interior design side, and I'll tell you someone who does this really well, and she calls it a room refresh, is Jerry Cerruti. We're always picking on her for grammar for the podcast of the Jerry Cerruti on Instagram, et cetera. And she does that. She'll take a client's existing space, existing furniture, redo the floor plan, just add a couple things and that, and she does it virtually a lot of the time. That's a really good idea. So if you guys just need a little DIY thing in there, you could say a couple hours of coaching here. If it goes beyond some of the free stuff that we've recommended to do on Social for Goodwill, if it's something in in depth, that's actually a really good idea. This is a time where people really, really want to connect with each other and relate to each other. So just having that 30 minutes to have somebody talk you through something that you don't really know how to finish, but this is your opportunity to do so before things go back to normal. This is a great time for that. Being just open and honest about I need help and I can help you. People are connecting on a different level than they usually are, a much more vulnerable and real level. And I think emotionally, it really resonates with them. And they'll remember yeah. how you handled yourself and handled them at this time because every, they're still scared. And Natalie's current firefighter, and I'm a retired cop. So sometimes we can be a little take that kind of high stress, anxiety level stuff for granted. But generally, people are pretty scared and they're a little fragile right now. So that means so much to them. Yeah. You know, this could be just an opinion, but it, it just kind of popped in, in my head. And I wondered what you kind of thought about it. I know that Darla had said that over the summer, designers are typically slow. But if we break out of uh, self-isolation in June, they may hit the ground running and like, oh my gosh, I have just spent two months in my home and I can't stand it. Please get in here and help me immediately. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Two things. One, absolutely. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think that it could be a big boom where, like you said, I have been staring at these walls for two months <laughs> and I can't stand them anymore. Just take everything out, right? So that's, I think, definitely the possibility that people could end up being very busy and it could end up right the opposite where the summer becomes very busy. The second thing is before or as that happens, you also want to decide if you feel comfortable with that as well. Because there is a lot of controversy right now on, are we ready to lift the quarantine, right? Maybe you have someone who is not in great health. They, you know, there's somebody that's immunocompromised, something like that. Then you have to make those decisions and talk to your clients about that or have services that are just going to adjust for that. So you do want to make sure that you are ready for this possible boom and make up your own policies and procedures and just be honest with clients about you're not comfortable going into their homes yet. And and other clients may feel the same way where even if the quarantine is lifted, they're not comfortable either. So I think that's something we're going to have to play by ear again. And and that's a good point because I'm a little compromised. I had a pulmonary embolism. So I have some lung situations here and that's something, you know, and I always like to think I'm invincible, but I'm not. Right. That's definitely something to consider. She lives with me and I'm a frontliner. She's screwed. (laughs) 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 Although I haven't, I don't have the COVID toes. Have you seen that? That's a new thing. That's terrible. What is that? It's people are getting like this dermatological, is that the right word, Jerry Um, reaction on their toes that could be a sign or a symptom of COVID-19. And I'm just like, that is the beginning of the zombie. Oh, my goodness. Disease, disease part of this. So. I <laughs> but have I not dig- heard of that. <laughs> but I digress. But Natalie, back to your point. I love that take, right? And that's hopeful. And maybe this will throw some of the timeline around with our busy and and the slow might turn into the busy season. Maybe that travel budget that that family allocated to go to Europe, it's not going to happen. So they're going to take that same $15,000, $20,000 or whatever and redo their powder room. Right. Or, yeah, it Redo could be. whatever four walls they were stuck in the most. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the what up wing nut round, let's talk a little bit about technological tools that you could recommend to the audience that would be helpful helping them to manage their businesses remotely. Sure. So a lot of it is one, it's not necessarily one single technology. It's whatever you know the best and you can walk somebody else through. So if that Zoom, I mean, I think Zoom is easy. I would be able to walk somebody else through that. But if you find that GoToMeeting is easier, where I find GoToMeeting very confusing. So I would never use that. But if somebody else has used that a lot and you are able to walk someone else through that, then that's kind of how I would base my decisions upon are what technology do I know so well that I'm able to tell somebody else what's happening, how to fix something, all of that. So For me, it would be Zoom for signing things. You have DocuSign. There's something called HelloSign. If you're going to do some consultations, it doesn't even have to be in real time. Maybe you could just have people record their room on their phone, and then they can just upload it on YouTube and then send that to the designer, right? If, you know, your hours aren't working out together to do something live, you can do simple things like that. So you don't want to get 
too complicated with the technology and rely so much on it that things are confusing. Like I said, streamlining is very, very important right now. But if you, of course, there's always my Dalma where you can create packages and then walk people through things that way. And you're using videos so that people- I was just going to say that now is a really good time for us to have really- a good understanding of my Doma Studio. That's what we use for the design business. Yeah. And in this situation, Natalie, if, wouldn't you agree that it's been incredibly helpful because everything's contained virtually there as far as the project? It's been not seamless, really. Yeah, it's simple. I actually started something new that I hadn't done before is any client that comes in with, uh, we use uh, Google uh, Suites, right, Darla? G Suite. G Suite. We mm-hmm. use G Suite. And I've actually started creating separate client folders in my inbox. So anytime I get an email... I can just drop it over to that particular client and I don't have to go looking back through anything. And it's just, it's one thing that I've started doing that I'm like, oh, this is easy. Why didn't I do this a long time ago? G Suite. Yeah, that's the opposite of Microsoft Office and it's so much better. I highly recommend that whole, unless you think, you know, that it's Big Brother and they're all going to assimilate you into the (laughs) board collective, (laughs) which could happen. (laughs) Ashley, before we get into the What Up Wingnut round, what is your one last piece of parting advice for designers trying to make it through this uh, COVID situation? The client experience is not just about luxury, right? So I think sometimes people are feeling like, well, I can't deliver a luxurious client experience. Client experience isn't about being luxurious. It's about delivering the kind of experience that your clients really want and need in a sympathetic and empathetic way in that moment. So right now, luxury is out the window. It's just about honestly delivering you know, what clients are really, really needing from you right now. Love it. Very wise words. And thank you so much. Now I have to ask you, Ashley Uhl. Yes. If you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Yes, I am ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? So I would be a flowering dogwood because its flowers are very beautiful and make people happy. And more importantly, it doesn't have a ton of leaves that go everywhere and then somebody has to annoyingly pick up. That's the most important part. Or scoop them out of the pool now. That's right. Yes. I have (laughs) one tree that drives me insane once a year. (laughs) What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Leadership through service. Oh, that's a first. I love it. If you were a golden girl, which golden girl would you be? I feel like I'm half Rose, half Dorothy. I'm half sweet, half super sassy. My nickname is Bubba. So if I had to pick one, I think I would go with just Rose. All right. If someone said, can you guess Ashley's nickname, Bubba would be at the very bottom of that I list. know, right? So. <laughs> it's a hidden part of me that many people go, say, what? How did that Clearly. happen? Clearly hidden. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally. Yes, absolutely. That's an easy one. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yep. Yes. I worked for Dale Carnegie for a while. And that book is a lot of the things that I talk about with the client experience are very much framed by that book and what Dale Carnegie says. It's just about, you know, seeing how other people experience life, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, putting yourself in their shoes. That's a really impressive answer. Oh, oh, and by the way, I just happened to work for Dale Carnegie. So, you know, I just thought I'd throw that in there. 
that that's amazing. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Please tell the Wingnuts listening where they can look you up for your amazing consulting and coaching services. Yes. So I am at AshleyUllConsulting.com and I spell Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, and Ool is U-H-L. And then I'm under Ashley Ool Consulting on Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome sauce. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You are amazing. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking with both of you. Natalie Andrea. Yes, Starla. Ashley wasn't thrown by any question. Does she have these written down? You can tell. And she's a very quick thinker. And some of her advice was pretty much, I think, spot on. I think it was spot on, too, actually. She's really good. I first became acquainted with Ashley by listening to Luann Nagara's podcast. And I was very impressed with her episode. She's very well-spoken, very smart. And hello, that little Dale Carnegie thing. I think I did mention it in her intro, but it was just like, oh, by the way, yeah, here's hey. a small fact. Here's a small tip. <laughs> I don't think you know because you're Amish and you live in a, in a no, cave I have no idea. prior to meeting me. But yeah. um, he's human. In, okay. the, in the business world, it's like how to win friends and influence people is like the number one selling business book of all time or, or some. Sure. Sounds good. Something like that. Okay. Sure. You know, <sighs> I uh, I really hope maybe you guys might think about the little twist that I had and, and thought about it that, you know, think about it. You know, this summer could really gear up instead of plan for the slow time. Be ready just in case people get tired of looking at those four walls and your phone starts ringing off the hook. Have a plan in place. I will say this, though. Michelle Williams of Scarlet Thread Consulting, who has been a guest on the podcast with Profit First. If you guys aren't doing that now, or if you aren't following her, and that information will be in the show notes, now is a very good time to prepare for that rainy day in case something like this or similar ever happens again to make sure that you have that separate account with that little rainy day fund in there. So we're not worrying about, oh, how am I going to live through this three months, six months of a pandemic? And I was listening to her on the uh, 19 hours that my Noma did, and she had said something about if any of these loans or any of these grants go through for you and your business actually gets a hold of them, set up a, either a separate account for them so you can know to a T where that money went. Because if it's a forgiven loan or a forgiven grant, if it's spent correctly, you better believe they're going to go back and audit your bank account. So if you have that separate savings or, or a separate account already set up, any money that gets direct deposited into your checking, move it immediately over to that separate account so you can keep tabs on it like Fort Knox. Because yeah. They're going to come after you if they think that you owe them money. And of course, you're referring to the the CARES Act, to the PPP loan or right. the EIDL or any of those. Any, any, of those yeah. any of those government grants that have to have tabs on, don't try to intermix that in with your checking. I know here at Darla Palantiris, when we had um, Aaron Smiley on, he was telling us all about the CARES Act and, and how to apply for that PPP loan. And we definitely... Any money that we do get in, will I've already allocated an account for that and set it at, at a balance to where I will know exactly what comes in and out of that account and where that money goes to. He was an amazing guest. And actually, I, they're going through, I think there's a phase two with funding for that because they ran out so quickly. So our podcast producer, Karina Jones, is are reaching out to him to see if there's a phase two worth of podcasting for advice for people that maybe didn't get funded in round one. And I think that's it for today, Natalie. Y'all stay safe. We are going to make this through together and see you on the other side of this. And I I don't, listen, I'm not woo-woo, but I kind of am woo-woo sometimes. I have, I have an overall good feeling about the recovery from this and the lessons that we've learned. And I think economically, I hope, you know, maybe it's just wishful thinking. 
we'll see a little bit of a boom, a little bit of a very conscientious effort to stimulate the economy on a personal level. I, I do feel that in my heart, and I hope that does come true. And that's it for today. If you guys like what you hear, please leave us a retune on whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Tell your friends what the hell, tell your enemies. Be sure to follow us on social at Wingnut Social. And if you need help with your marketing for your interior design firm, one eight seven seven wingnut we will be standing by to hook you up. And that's it. Nat, you got anything else? Nope. We'll help you in any way we can. So long. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. You know, I found gum the other day out just on the porch. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Did you give it some water and some bread? No, I threw it in the trash can where it belonged. Oh, okay. You must have seen that mark on our gate, like they used to do for hobos, like we were gum-friendly house. Okay. Um, You had no idea what I just told you, did you? What I was referring to at all, did you? Nope. Okay. That's why I totally ignored you. What's the matter there? You're staring off into space. Are you okay? Yeah. Do we need to? Do I need to call a priest? Yes, I know. Welcome to my life. Welcome to aging. I don't know nothing about it. Oh yeah, As I see you squinting over there. So shut up. You shut up. You shut up. Your mother can shut up. Your mother's ugly. <laughs> well, we know that ain't true. <laughs> now yours, on the other hand. Hey, now my mother's. I look beauty- like mine. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. Good boy, Mango.